0: hey there everybody and welcome to this presentation on releasing trauma trapped in your body strengthening the vagus nerve and the relaxation response i'm your host dr donnelly snipes if you missed parts one and two how trauma gets trapped in your body you can still see those on the youtube channel at youtube.com slash doc snipes in this video we're going to review why vagal tone is important in releasing trauma and explore strategies to help you gain more control over your autonomic nervous system well kind of let's start with some of the concerns people may have releasing trauma does not mean that trauma isn't part of you it will always be a part of your narrative what you're doing is changing how your past trauma impacts your future releasing trauma means helping your brain more effectively recognize contexts when you're safe and reducing the strength of the connection between the amygdala where they do thought and fear processing and the default uh, mode network which is also kind of your autopilot you don't want to be on fear autopilot all the time trauma experiences associate many stimuli with threats causing people to feel constantly unsafe and on guard and we talked about that a lot in part two how when people either anticipate a threat or experience a threat their sensory awareness becomes heightened their sensory sensitivity threshold gets turned way down so they're more aware of things and all of the stuff that they notice during that experience gets encoded as associated with threat when they encounter it in the future even if it's not associated with threat it may still trigger that same schema that same um, mental expectation which triggers the autonomic nervous system to kick off the threat response system so what we're doing by trying to release trauma is helping the person unpair or uncouple stimuli from a stress response where they can be exposed to a stimulus and not have that stress reaction the goal of many of these exercises is to help you learn to tell your body hey you know guess what you're safe you're experiencing something and i've shared with you in a couple other videos that when i was a child i was a a crime victim and when we went through the pandemic masks would trigger my memories would trigger flashbacks to that incident and it would trigger my stress response and I had to learn when I would see masks to manually override to intentionally override that stress response and remind myself I was safe I did it through um focused breathing and distress tolerance skills but we're going to talk about a lot of other things here too another goal of these exercises is to trigger the relaxation response in order to help decouple that trigger stress response Uh, interestingly yawning is associated with the relaxation response it's also associated with getting you more oxygen but when children start to get overtired, overstimulated, stressed out, especially infants, they may start to yawn more, and that can be an indication that they are getting stressed out. When you yawn, it's your body's way of saying, okay, we need to we need to try to relax them which I thought was kind of interesting. We also want to increase the frequency of the relaxation response and paired stimuli. So not only do we want to decouple stress with benign stimuli like masks for example but we also want to increase the association between feeling relaxed and being in different environments and being exposed to different stimuli imagine if you could go into your boss's office or a job interview or the doctor's office and you would completely decouple that and your stress response didn't kick off how awesome would that be strategies i suggest now vagus nerve activities are not going to be the magic solution for everything it is but a tool in your toolbox and some people may not find that it's very helpful at all if they've got certain neurological issues going on they may and it's important to really talk with your neurologist about that but for a lot of us we tend to have a hyperactive stress response system let's just face it we are a stressed out society so strengthening vagal tone can be very helpful to reducing the frequency that that HPA axis gets tripped so what can you do Uh, pick one or two activities that you can start doing when you awaken in the morning, what can you do to set that vagus nerve response? Interestingly, when you awaken in the morning, your cortisol is theoretically the highest it's supposed to be throughout the day, and it's supposed to gradually decline as you get closer to bedtime. Now, a lot of us recognize that that's probably far from what actually happens. But when you awaken, especially if you wake awaken stressed out, doing one or two of these activities either before you get get out of bed or for me I do it while I drink my coffee in the morning decaf of course uh, in order to start the day out with a relaxation response also doing this before bed can be very very helpful for a lot of reasons not only does it help uh, trigger the relaxation response but it can also help reduce some muscle tension and pain that may make it harder for you to sleep throughout the day I want you again pick one or two activities that you not only might do when you awaken and before bed but periodically throughout the day for me I hum I sing that's it's just what I do and sometimes I get the same stupid song stuck in my head but I'm still singing and we'll talk in a moment how that can be helpful and then also have activities these maybe the same one or two activities uh, that you can use in response to stress or anticipated stress maybe you've got to go into a meeting with your boss or a job interview or something else that is you're anticipating being stressful in some way which of these activities can you use in order to trigger that relaxation response so you can get more grounded and feel safer before you walk in we've talked before about how people with anxiety disorders and PTSD tend to have a stronger response to stressors than people who don't have those pre-existing issues we've also talked about how one of the reasons for that is because people with anxiety and PTSD are already primed they're already kind of a little bit stressed out so they're ready to leap they're ready to launch they don't feel safe by doing these exercises prior to going into a stressful situation you're actually uh, reducing that priming if you will which may make it easier to regulate your emotional response in the situation do remember the importance of breathing and mindfulness if you remember no other activity breathing slow breathing breathe in for four hold for four exhale for four hold for four do it a couple of times it doesn't have to be you know super dramatic but by slowing your breathing like that it actually does trigger that relaxation response and that can be very helpful you've got breathing anywhere you can sometimes it's not you know the best to be sitting there giving yourself a facial massage or something when you're in a when you're in a meeting but you can practice that four square breathing and mindfulness can also be helpful being aware of your situation to remind yourself in this context at this time I am safe pair that with slow breathing it can help tamp down that stress response for the stretching or movement activities that we're going to talk about start out by doing them for 30 seconds to a minute or until you have a good yawn until you have that reset response some people and I know 30 seconds doesn't sound like very long but 30 seconds feels like an eternity when you're first starting to do some of these things for people so be kind to yourself don't increase your stress by pushing your limits so let's talk about some of these things vagal tone improvement Mind, mindfulness and grounding the more frequently you check in with yourself and become non-judgmentally aware of the moment the more frequently you will be using your executive control network which is the deactivates your default mode network and the more frequently you are sort of reprogramming those schema so if you're mindful in a situation and you're like okay this this is fine I've been in this situation before it wasn't so good but right now I'm good right now I'm safe so you are cognitively reprogramming those schema or those expectations that could trigger the stress response now remember going back to those other videos our vagus nerve takes in information from the outside and communicates it to the brain the brain consults our schema or our expectations based on that those sensory readings and then tells the body what to do that's why the vagus nerve is important we need to get the message to the vagus nerve that um that it's okay we need to get the message to the brain that this situation's okay now so when the vagus nerve takes in those stimuli maybe it's a smell maybe it's a sight sends it up to the brain and says hey boss what do I do the brain says oh no problem nothing to get upset about that's what we're working on but sometimes we have to overrule it so mindfulness and grounding can increase those times when we're just generally relaxed which makes us more aware of stimuli in our in our environment and encodes those stimuli with what relaxation sensations slow breathing i've already talked about and if you're an adult or a kid uh you know you can do the um, square breathing that i talked about you can blow bubbles that's another way that um people can relax now if you are an adult and you don't feel like blowing you know blowing bubbles is something that you can do you can chew gum and blow a bubble what happens when you try to blow a great big bubble you know you have to breathe in take a big breath and then you exhale slowly if you exhale too quickly the, the gum bursts so bubble gum actually can be useful loving kindness meditation is another activity that can be useful for vagal tone improvement because you are sending thoughts of peace safety health and happiness to yourself as well as to others and you're trying to feel those sensations when you feel those sensations it triggers the relaxation response it tells the vagus nerve hey we've got all these positive you know sensations coming on send it to the brain and check it out but I think we're probably good now I talked earlier about how our vagus nerve is largely involved with um, our autonomic nervous system now the autonomic nervous system is what some people call the automatic nervous system and these are things that happen without our intention we don't have to think breathe remember to breathe or remember to blink your eyes these are things that happen automatically when people get stressed they their heart rate goes up now if they are continually stressed then instead of going from a heart rate of we'll say 60 to 100 and then back down to 60 they may go from a quote resting heart rate of 85 up to 100 and then back to 85. so there's less what they call heart rate variability what we want people to do is to be able to return their heart rate to actual baseline and that shows that the body's no longer under stress so you want greater heart rate variability when i quit working out you know at the end of my workout i watch to see how long it takes my heart rate to go from where i was to a relative baseline response now after a hard workout it's not going to go all the way back down right away there's going to be a deceleration period but there are certain parameters that cardiologists look at to see you know how quickly do you does your heart rate recover to identify the effectiveness of uh your heart to identify whether you're under stress so one of the things or you can do is exercise i'm going to do this backwards from what i have listed on here yoga i've talked about yoga in other videos i've talked about yoga in in video number two but when you do yoga you are not just It's not meditation it's not sleeping you are engaging your body in poses and as you hold those poses which get progressively more difficult you are mindfully and intentionally returning your breathing and heart rate to baseline you are mindfully and intentionally activating that vagus nerve and saying hey we need to trigger that relaxation response so yoga can be very helpful and it's a great gentle introduction to gaining more control over your heart rate variability other articles that I read and I can um, attest to the fact that it it is true Um, interval training whether it's high intensity or medium intensity interval training also helps improve heart rate variability and vagal tone medium intensity training would be going from a very light activity to increasing the intensity so maybe strolling to power walking back to strolling again and having the heart rate training the heart rate to more rapidly recover from that so instead of going up like this and then down at a 45 degree angle we want it to go up and down at approximately the same inclines it takes time as your heart becomes uh gains better control then you'll see more heart rate variability high intensity interval training really need to check that out with your doctor before you do it because it's intense Uh, but it is another tool in your toolbox weights are another example you're resting and then you start lifting weights and your heart rate is going to go way up and then you rest until it comes back down to baseline before you do your next set that's training with heart rate variability those are things that you can do just in general to improve your vagal tone not in response to any specific stressor or any particular issue probiotics have been found to be very helpful and i forgot to put the link in there um, with vagal tone they did one uh study many many years ago actually now that they took rats poor rats and they severed the vagus nerve connection between the gut and the brain and what they found was rats that had that intact that were treated with lactobacillus remnosus and bif- bif- bifidobacterium I can never say that long uh, showed a decreased anxiety response and fewer stress behaviors than the rats that were fed the same probiotics that had the vagus nerve cut so clearly alterations in the gut microbiome as communicated through the vagus nerve contribute to the stress response and contribute to inability of the vagus nerve to trigger the relaxation response so cool stuff omega-3s have also been shown to be helpful at improving neural communication in general as well as reducing inflammation and we know that systemic inflammation contributes to a whole host of other issues such as pain depression and anxiety so omega-3s are are a very benign um, intervention that may be helpful before changing your diet or engaging in any exercise program always check it out with your doctor have to say that cold showers and you know, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh, uh-uh, not doing it." But they have found that cold showers or even splashing water on your face, or plunging your forearms into cool or even ice water, um, actually does trigger the vagal vagus nerve response. Some people love it. it, helps them feel energized. Some people hate it. It's not my favorite thing but research shows that it does interact with the vagus nerve and may improve vagal tone so if you need a tool in your toolbox that's right there for you you got it now I can see when you're upset for example splashing w- cold water on your face can sort of jolt you and I can see how that could be helpful but cold shower is just not my thing So let's talk about some exercises. Let's talk about some things that we can do. The first one is really interesting. And I encourage you as I do uh, talk about these things to do them. Put your, um, I'm gonna take my glasses off, try to read. Put your hands right here on your temple and kind of resting on your cheekbone, very lightly. And then when you look to the left, you will feel muscles and innervation. And then when you look to the right, you will feel the same thing this is one of those things that you would do you would look to the to the right for 30 seconds to a minute and then you would look to the left for 30 seconds to a minute Uh, and that would be one way of stimulating the trigeminal nerve that is connected to the vagus nerve if you will and help trigger that relaxation response now a lot of us have been around animals have been around uh, babies and we know that rubbing their nose up the bridge of their nose and right to what they call the third eye can be very relaxing that is also stimulating the vagus nerve through the trigeminal nerves and over top of the eyebrows just gentle you don't need to press you know matter of fact don't press just very gentle stimulation over there can help stimulate that relaxation response now you may not get the yawn response it may only be just a feeling of relaxation and some people have it if they stroke their cheekbones up their cheekbones like you would if you were putting on blush I personally don't sense too much from that but I do now I grind my teeth like nobody's business I wear a um, splint at night so they do grind their teeth um, and they do feel a sensation in the trigeminal nerve that comes down to the jaw so for some people going from the chin all the way up to the jaw um, jaw joint if you will can also help them or even higher up through over the cheekbone and right to the temples and then gently massaging the temples can also feel good promote relaxation stimulate that relaxation response temple massage I kind of jumped ahead you can see a lot of those nerves come right back to right at the temple right above the the cheekbone and so a gentle temple massage there you also find and I wouldn't do this a lot but if you have your hands resting on your temples and you grit your teeth clench your teeth really tight you will feel those muscles tense tense muscles communicate stress we don't want stress we want all of that area to relax when those muscles are tense it sends the message through the the trigeminal nerve to the vagus nerve that hey there's stress out here now your tragus and your concha; these are areas on your ear a lot of the research has been done on the tragus which is the little flap thing in the front of your ear and you can either just massage that gently and the vagus nerve also has innervation that goes right behind the ear so I find it's most helpful to put your middle finger on your tragus and your index finger behind your ear and just gently massage coming down and back up you're just pressing hard enough to move the skin you don't want to be pressing down on your tragus so you're blocking your ear canals just just hard enough to move the skin stimulates a positive sensation and some people it actually can trigger asmr um, by rubbing right here because you're hearing that rubbing sensation so, it could be a double bonus for those of you who are able to experience ASMR. Now, TENS units are available now, and that's transcutaneous electronic nerve stimulation. Uh, there are a lot of videos on YouTube about how to use the TENS unit for TVNS, transcutaneous vagus nerve stimulation. Basically, you have a TENS unit, and you get a special clip that you clip right onto your tragus and then you put the other lead wire generally right on the upper part of your scapula on your back you know right back here and then you turn on the tens unit and there are certain um wavelengths that have been found to be more helpful for vagus nerve stimulation but there are instructions for how to do that in those videos if you're interested in doing that because it is you know using a 10s unit I would always encourage you to check with your doctor first but it's non-invasive never 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 put electrodes for a 10s unit on your neck never do it it is bad um, if you have a pacemaker or have heart problems also definitely check with your cardiologist prior to using. if you don't have those conditions then you know you can make your decisions they are sold over the counter another activity that stimulates the vagus nerve as well as the muscles of the face is the half smile when people smile for real um and I don't know if I can (laughs) if I can actually fake it um, you get a little crinkle up here when you do a fake smile a lot of times the muscles that are activated are a little bit different so it's important to have if you're going to do a full smile to have a good smile because that does Trigger the relaxation response but a half smile can do almost as well and Linnehan suggests open hands and half smile but I have a lot of people who will just put their hands on the side of their face or rest their hands on their belly because they're also making sure they're breathing deep Uh, and just a half smile you know that smile that says I I got this it's okay we can get through this it's not a smile that says woohoo, but it is a smile nonetheless and when that happens and again I encourage you to think back to babies when babies smile they're happy they don't smile to fake it so our body automatically associates activation of smile muscles with safety and relaxation unless it's been counter-conditioned humming is another excellent one when you hum it causes vibrations throughout your head and neck and all that stuff. And I hypothesize that similar to a TENS unit, which stimulates the nerve endings, humming, the vibration from the humming also stimulates those nerve endings and may promote the release of endorphins as well as activate the relaxation response via the vagus nerve laughing I have down here because everything we covered on the last slide is sort of face up and the neck area also you can see the yellow lines on that um, drawing are your is your vagus nerve and associated nerves on your neck so you can imagine what kind of information it's getting if you're carrying all your stress up here in your neck Um, so laughing can be very helpful because when you laugh not only are you usually breathing deeply but you are also causing vibrations in your larynx singing has been associated you know I said humming earlier humming tends to be more of a face oriented thing singing is going to cause vibrations in your larynx when we sing we typically breathe more slowly and deeply And we typically are focusing on whatever we're singing and the mood associated with that so if you're singing you are triggering that relaxation response in multiple ways i encourage you to experiment you know try seeing how you feel after you clean the house or whatever whatever you want to do where you can either sing or hum versus doing the same thing when you're not singing or humming you may find that it improves your uh, response now the head tilt and the head turn are two activities that have been noted in several other books I figured I'd include them here why do they work well in part because they encourage stretching and relaxation of all these muscles here so the head tilt and it's important to start out and you're going to lay down put your hands behind your head just relax your um relax your head in your interlaced fingers and then you're going to looking at the ceiling you're going to turn your head to the side you're going to hold that for 30 to 45 seconds sometimes 60 seconds or when you yawn and then you're going to do it to the other side you always want to do it to both sides if you yawn on one side you may not yawn on the other that's okay yawning is not required but that helps loosen some of these muscles in here head um I'm sorry I did head turn first head tilt is when you put your ear to your shoulder so you can put your ear to your shoulder and again you can do this either when you're sitting up or laying down ear to your shoulder hold it for 30 seconds to a minute and then do the other side so your strength your stretching these muscles here your trapezius and your other muscles all of those muscles that might be you know tense around the vagus nerve these are all things that can be very helpful if you work on a computer I encourage you to do this do those two activities at least once or twice a day while you're working in order to keep all of that sort of loose and flowing now you can combine the head tilt or the head turn with the eye movements as well so you can tilt your head and also look all the way down to that side and hold that for the same amount of time and then of course obviously always do that on the other side as well when you improve vagal tone you're attempting to gain more control over the autonomic or automatic nervous system So you can reprogram your associations you may have an initial stress response but then you override it and say nope this isn't a stressor anymore and you're retraining your brain and your nervous system how to respond to that stimuli in the present while the vagus nerve wanders throughout the body it's most easily accessible in the neck and head region the neck jaw and face tension may tell the vagus nerve that it's not safe to relax so releasing that tension may help to alter that message and promote the relaxation response